Welcome back everyone to our next lesson, next to last lesson, sorry, for this quarter covering the habits of love, habits of a loving soul. I hope that you've stayed safer at home during this last week and that you're healthy and God is taking care of all of your worries. This week I'd like to discuss the portion of habits regarding physical action. Habits can come in many ways, but can we express love for another or even concern by utilizing that whole cup runneth over concept of love through habits? Let me explain. When you have godly love and have checked your own needs and well-being off from the list of where love is shown, where else are you focusing that extra energy, time, and effort? This lesson is about looking at our works of, of faith or faithful works and whether we are actually performing works of faith if they are part of our habits and if habits can eventually influence our faith. Habits can lead one to become a better person overall, um, and this is a general assumption. This is the nature of forming habits in the first place. However, we do have habits that creep up that aren't directing us to become better, but rather in the opposite direction. Yep, bad habits do actually exist. Um, and if you're not aware of that, um, I would recommend that you take a look at your, your habits and what you do every day. But where do habits, whether good or bad, lead us in regards to salvation? Or are they even related to that concept of influencing our faith at all? Can they be separable? Or does one actually influence the other? Have you ever heard of the mantra of quality over quantity? You know, in this world of economics and things like that, we also have this access to everything immediately and on demand. And we have this mindset of quantity over quality. We've taken somewhat the quality out of things and chose the quantity side of eating, doing, watching, and saying all the things at once. To showcase this, I'd like to share a story that happened to me this week. Um, actually, in regards to getting an oil change, I'll go ahead and ahead and, and confess that I've never changed the oil in, in my vehicle, or in a vehicle for that matter, in my whole life. Now I understand that it's a simple process of unscrewing the cap on the bottom of the engine, letting the oil drain out, hopefully collecting it and not letting it go to the grass or to the ground putting the cap back on, and putting in new oil into the engine. However, I, something about me just, I feel like that something that will, that will last as motors and thereby mechanical machines are more complex than, say, putting water into a, a plant or giving plant a, some water. They have systems that are linked together and influence each other, like how our bodies are, where the nervous system is connected throughout. 
But I don't want to focus on those things, and that's enough of a sidetrack. I want to go back to the story. So I took my vehicle this week to the dealership to get an oil change, as I've done in the past, and since I've actually had um, this vehicle. Now, I do understand some of you are probably thinking it'd be probably be cheaper to go somewhere else, or I could probably receive better quality service somewhere else, or even going to someone that I know that could offer me to change my oil for me. But that's not the point. And so we're going to go back again to the story. For for the, your record, I had my oil changed. However, I didn't actually. You see, I dropped off the vehicle on Sunday evening because of social distancing and things. And so I had, I had to drop it off and I was scheduled to have the oil change and another repair that I knew um, that was needed on it sometime on Monday. And so I received a call from the place um, on Monday morning and they said that they, they did a multi-point inspection on the vehicle and actually found some additional issues. Womp womp, yeah. Um, usually for me, that spells trouble, right? So thankfully, um, the vehicle was covered under warranty or insurance plan or something. And so I was going to have minimal costs. But the work was going to take roughly a full day and a half for somebody to work on it. And I had to wait for the parts to come in during that week. Um, and these are parts that they needed to complete this repair. So, um, me without a vehicle, I managed to get a rental vehicle um, in order to have transportation for the rest of the week. Now, I was fully expecting, you know, they told me Friday afternoon would be when it would be done, and I was set. But I was basically surprised um, when I received a call on Tuesday because they gave me a call and they said the repairs were done and that my vehicle was ready to be picked up. And it was later in the afternoon on Tuesday and they had said that, you know, one person had basically worked on it all day. And so they got it done and everything. So since it was so late in the afternoon on Tuesday, I went on Wednesday to pick up the vehicle. I was surprised and, you know, elated. This is where the quality or quantity concept comes into play. So when I arrived, all was well, great service, everything like that. I had no complaints and we did some paperwork and they handed me back my keys with smiles on both of our faces and that's about where it stopped. When I went to the vehicle and started up, I noticed that my oil change indication light was still on. And with my vehicle, there's like a life expectancy of the oil um, saying, you know, how much percentage of life it's got left. And so I noticed that that was the same when I dropped it off on Sunday. So I did some, you know, turning on, turning off stuff, trying to figure out if I could, if it was just something that they had forgot to reset with this indication. Um, and it just, the indicator didn't seem to turn off. So I went back into the repair shop and discussed the issue with them. And thankfully with the receipt of services in hand, um, 
we eventually reached the conclusion that they had only topped off the oil with some of the repairs, but they actually did not complete the requested oil change. You see, I feel like this type of service is how you know we can see quality over quantity and we can relate this to how we are when it comes to our works in faith in life. We're bringing old oil to worship on Sundays. Now if that's too much of a analogy for you, just think about you are not bringing possibly your best. You've got other things that's holding you back. We forget to complete the job that was required of us through the week and we just top off with some praise once in a while and never address the issues that cause us to stumble, hurt others, or hold us back from growing in love. So I want to ask, where are our weekly and daily activities leading us, truly? Is it toward a way of worshiping God greater? Or is it more of the same usual routine with no change or challenges for growth to have closure on those things of the past and looking toward where God wants us to be with our mountains to climb? I'd like to take a moment now and discuss faith versus works. Now, we have all heard the debate between faith and works regarding salvation and mainly picking out uh, James chapter 2 verses 14 through 26 to support the works side of that debate, and Romans chapter 3 verses 21 through 31 for the side of faith, not works. I want to sidestep that, that discussion a little because if you have not read those passages, go read them now and then come back for this following discussion. But I also feel that the lesson on faith and works for salvation has already been done before. If you don't know about the principles regarding this, this study, please do contact me um, so that I can aid in discussing them with you and we can go through that process of you know, parsing those scriptures. But the side step I want to take is this. We know that it is not by works alone that one may attain salvation, and by faith we should have works that proves our faith. But where do habits come into this whole conversation? Are habits actually the works of faith, or are they even related to the two parts of our spiritual and physical lives? Can a habit lead someone closer to Christ? Most would probably answer this and say, yes, reading your Bible is a habit and that will lead us to Christ and that's the best habit we can have. But I don't think that's what God means by working out our own salvation and being steadfast in rightly understanding and parsing God's word. That's not necessarily studying, okay? I'm saying that we can unconsciously have that habit or have that as a habit and it's great but it's just simply that and nothing more. Are your habits actually producing something? 
Are they causing change in yours and others' lives? When does a habit actually become more than simply doing an act and checking it off your list or your proverbial list? I want to try to get you thinking about what habits, whether good or bad, as to the influence they can have on your spirit. Let's look at the opposite side of that coin. One side um, that we just covered, I attempted to get you to start thinking more about what habits you have and if they are habits that will lead you to, become, to becoming more like Christ. The other side of that coin is your faith-producing habits. Where does faith fit in when we are attempting to keep a habit? How about how often... When forming a new habit, do you even pray about the success of it? Or if it is even God's will that you attempt changing your life in this way? You see, the changing of our lives doesn't happen overnight. Yes, you can make choices that will change your life overnight. Um, big decisions, moves, things like that. But in the context of daily simple actions doesn't magically change your life drastically that you can never go back to the prior day or rewind the you know so-called tape of life these habits are done in many iterations and they cause a general trending over time think of it like the whole two-week quarantine that so many are having to stay under um, if they're exposed or run the risk of, you know, being exposed. Or even the restriction on wearing masks now in certain places. Are you familiar with this term of flattening the curve? This is sort of the trending aspect of habits. Why, if everyone in the world started forming the habit of just staying at home or staying a safe different distance from others, then this whole virus would be easily overcome. But it's not that simple. It's those that break the habit, break that trend, and keep doing things that are counterintuitive or counterproductive to the efforts that cause the pain and the spread of this virus. A question actually came to, mind, to my mind this morning, which when thinking and preparing for this lesson, and it's, it aligns with this trend thought as well. How should we, as Christians, see our works of faith, given that we can never merit on our own um, perfection? Yet at the same time, God requires that we seek this perfection. Like, how are we to attain heaven on this earth? This is where the power of Christ's blood comes in through grace because Christ is indeed perfect and allows us to attain that expectation each of us have to strive for. So I want to close with a quote that I found and that I hopefully will challenge you to consider what habits you currently have which ones need to be changed, 
and how faith fits into this equation of life change or just daily routines. This quote by Albert Einstein is somewhat personal in that I keep it in the signature of a lot of my emails that I send to others as a reminder for me to have perspective of those things that Christ and others did to make me the best person I can. Here it is. A hundred times every day, I remind myself that my inner and outer life are based on the labors of other men, living and dead, and that I must exert myself in order to give in the same measure as I have received and am still receiving. I hope this lesson has challenged you, and I, I do um, really hope that um, God blesses each of you this week and in the days to come that you'll seek Him with all your might and that the Lord willing, we'll get to see each other in person soon and on a Lord's Day. Thank you.